see him come off the line of scrimmage with that little hop step. Off the line of scrimmage. Release off the line of scrimmage. Nick to the face mask as he's coming off the line of scrimmage. Watch him just slow play this off the line of scrimmage. It's all the release off the line of scrimmage. Yo, what's going on, people? It's another episode of Off the Line Fantasy Football Podcast, episode 98. On this episode, we'll be talking about what was week 14. And if your team that was borderline on the playoffs, playoff picture, if they got in or not, we'll be talking about, you know, some of the games that we saw in week 14. Also talking about matchups that we like in week 15 and those burning questions for those particular games that we want to target this week. So, Ike, I know you're feeling good because of, you know, Dallas showed up and showed out on Sunday Night Football. How you doing? I mean, you know, like I said on the pod, they're going to boat race the Eagles. And what happened? They boat race the Eagles. Yep. You know, uh, it wasn't just a vibes thing. It wasn't one of those, I'm just being a fan. There's legitimate reasons why the Cowboys were going to smash the Eagles. Eagles revert not playing their best ball. They got exposed by the 49ers the previous week. They've been skating by. If you look at common op- opponents between the Cowboys and the Eagles, Cowboys have looked more convincing in their in their dubs and their victories. Now the Eagles have played a, a little bit of a you know a tougher schedule. They played the Chiefs. They played the uh, they played the Bills. They played the Dolphins. They played tougher opponents to this point. But in terms, but the Cowboys and Eagles have also, has also they've also played the same opponents. And in those common opponents, the Cowboys have looked much better beating the crap out of these teams. So, and the Cowboys playing at home, I think they have a streak of 30 straight, you know, or I don't know how many straight games they've scored 30 points at home. So that, that momentum wasn't stopping. It was just, a, you know, the perfect storm of events. We feasted on a vulnerable team, 10 and 2, now 10 and 3. Now we're in the driver's seat for the NFC East title. So there it is. There it is, Cowboys, Eagles. I knew it was going to happen. The haters didn't, but that's okay. No, they didn't. <laughs> but that's okay. Big, you know, now, now the next couple of weeks versus Buffalo, and we'll talk about that Buffalo matchup here in a little bit, but we have the Buffalo matchup, and then we have Miami. Those are going to be the, you know, the two biggest tests of the season, obviously. I'm not really, not really as much worried about the Lions because we've seen the Lions no. just be Jekyll yeah. and Hyde all season long. They beat, but they lost to the Bears. They, almost, they should have lost to the Bears two the weeks ago. Time. Two, yeah. three weeks ago. And we've just seen them just lay eggs, you know, multiple times. So not really worried about the Lions, but Dolphins, Bills, those are the money matchups. Can't wait. Can't wait to see those. What do you, yeah. what were your uh, quick thoughts about the Cowboys? Uh, um, I was, you know, usually when we play the Eagles, uh, Parsons hasn't really shown up on, on film, but I mean, on Sunday, he was, he was, you, you saw him in the backfield a lot. Um, especially with him, you know, dealing with sickness. So, I mean, before the game, he looked like he was just, like, out of it. He didn't know where he was, but I was impressed with how we were able to, you know, pressure Hurts at times, and, you know, the defense showed up when they needed to. The offense, I mean, uh, we talked about on the pod, I knew the offense was going to be able to move the ball. They had the best matchup for wide receivers last week and for quarterback also, so – if you've done your research and you know that Dak versus NFC East teams, it, it, it's food. So it wasn't surprising that he put up the numbers that he did. I mean, he could have put up, should have put up more, but yeah, uh, well, there, there was a lot of points left out on, on that field. They could have dropped yeah. 50 on them if they really wanted to, but there's yeah. some, there's some miss some miss opportunities that could have you know led to an even bigger fantasy day for a lot of for a lot of these players. So yeah, I, but overall, it wasn't surprised in terms of the amount of points we scored. I was surprised that that the Eagles couldn't, you know, keep up to a certain extent. But, you know, I haven't – Dak has only, what, lost to the Eagles once in the last, what, three, four years. So, it ain't surprising. Yeah, and then also, you know, with regards to the defense, I think, you know, a lot of people have theorized that the reason why they gave up so many points against the Seattle Seahawks was it was the back end of that three games in 12 days. They were just tired, mm, right? Their yeah. legs were pretty much shot. They weren't making the same plays that they were making – you know, early. So it could have been a, a combination of that. And, you know, the Seahawks were playing for the playoff lives. They're, they're, they were a desperate team. So that, that definitely factored in. They had a lot of rest. They had extra rest and they were able to, to take advantage of that. So kudos to them. Kudos to the Bills for 
I, I guess winning in Kansas City. <laughs> I mean, boy, that was that was a, a, a debacle if I have if I've ever seen one. If I ever mm. seen one. Now look, let's let's address the elephant in the room. Canaris Tony was offsides. He was yeah, 100% offsides. offsides. It was it was blatantly obvious that he was <laughs> offsides. Now, I do have a problem with the with the referees calling it in that moment with a minute left in the game because because we see the thing is like there are countless examples all over Twitter, all over the internet of seeing wide receivers line up offsides and the referees not calling it. I mean, it just yes, the you know the referee immediately threw the flag right as soon as the ball was snapped, he immediately threw the flag. Kadarius Tony didn't do his due diligence by checking with the referee, get all that. But, the you know, it, it just you don't want to leave the game in the hands of the officials because the officials at any given moment in time, they want to take over. They want to take <laughs> over the game. They, the, the, it, you know, they're, they're, they're jealous of the players because the fans come to see, come to see them and not the, and not the referees. The referees want to, they want to steal the show. They want to throw hella flags. They want their exposure. The, I, I just I don't know I I, I just take a, a take a small issue with the fact that they just threw the flag in that moment in time. I get it was a penalty and everything. It was blatantly offsides, and you know Kadarius Tony. Of course, people are going to continue to dunk on him because he drops passes. Hasn't been reliable for the Chiefs all season long. Totally get it. You know, totally understand that. But you know, I I just yeah, it was it was a. Uh, Real crappy way to end a, a really, really good game. At least I'll I'll say this: I'm I'm always on the opposite side of this, man. If it's a if it's a if it's a flag, call the flag. I don't care if it's two seconds left in the game, man. Like control yourself. But what I will say is, what happened to the plays after that? It's not like the, the game wasn't over after that. Like they had three plays after that, and they didn't do squat with it. I, I, they what I believe there was a drop pass after that. Mahomes took a sack. Like you had opportunities to move the ball and you just didn't. Like it was an amazing play. The place was going crazy. And then just like all the momentum was zapped. So I, I mean I get it, but you still have plays after that that you could have you could have did something to take it to overtime. So Yeah, no, you'll that, be, you be all right, Mahomes. You'll be all right. It, yeah, yeah. It, it's it's a good point. It's a good point for they they could have they still controlled their own destiny after that, but Man, it was a horror. It was it was a it was a it's a bad call. Well, I would say it was a bad call, but it was just a bad timing of the call, rather. Yeah, it was a good. It was a, it was a right call. He was offsides, obviously, but it was yeah. just the timing was just horrific, man. Crazy. Cool. Speaking of crazy timing, Justin Herbert's out for the season. Broke his yeah. finger. Just in time for the fantasy playoffs. Just in time Bro. for the fantasy playoffs. It, it's uh yeah. He, they just announced today. I mean the 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 quarterback injury bug continues this is the you know with justin herbert missing this thursday night game this will be the 14th team that has lost their starting quarterback for at least one game this season 14 14 teams and so that's that's basically half the league that's basically half the league they've lost they've lost at least one game to their starting uh, you know lost one game um, to not having the starting quarterback and it's 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 crazy it's it's an unprecedented year for quarterback injuries I, I just I I have never seen anything like this this no. crazy. When we talk about injuries the, every year, injuries like pop up, but man, we've never seen this many quarterbacks get hurt. No, and especially where it's gonna be like impacting your your rosters. Like this is like you didn't expect to go into the your playoffs starting East Easton Stick or Nick Mullins potentially. Like I hope the rest of your roster can you know withstand whatever that might come with those type of those type of quarterbacks starting, but. It's crazy. It's crazy. I know I got a team, a dynasty team that made the playoffs, solid squad, but my quarterback situation was kind of iffy because I had Aiden O'Connell as my other quarterback, and I just lost Justin Herbert, and I was trying to make a trade before before all the games ended because the trade deadline ended when those games ended on Monday, and, you know, nobody was really – nobody was checking their phones for whatever reason, so I'm I'm – I have to pray that I get Nick Mullins or Easton Stick. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, and, and, and a quick note about that: a lot of people they're just they're just checked out at this point, especially yeah. the ones that are just on autopilot, just checking. They're just, yeah. you know, they just lock in. Uh, I don't know if it's best ball or or if it's a lineup league. Is it best ball? His lineup. This one is lineup league. They just walk, log in, check the check the lineup, and then make sure that no, there's no 
injured players in there. Although some people just don't care anymore. So you know, yeah. people aren't going to respond. People in general, like a lot, a lot of the a lot of the leagues that I've I've been in this year, very very little activity, very little. Bro, what do you? It's, why do you think that is this year? It was weird because even like the redraft leagues that we were in, it was low lower activity than usual. Why do you think that is? I mean, my my petty side would just say y'all are just scared to make moves. <laughs> y'all are just cowards. Y'all y'all are just you know status quo missionary sex type. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you don't want to make moves and it's like oh i like my roster i like my teams but i don't know it's I, what i what i've what i've noticed throughout the years that people just they will hold on to their running backs like they're like it's their first second or third borns like they they yeah. will they will they refuse to trade running backs and it's man. it's it's wild to me. it's it's wild to me it's like man like you your your wide receivers are awful why are you <laughs> and I and I have plenty of wide receivers. I just I mean it's a, it's an even swap. I see what you need. You know what I need. You know what I want. I know what you want. So let's let's make this deal. And then people just don't for whatever reason think obviously they think running back are more valuable, which you know, in in some ways they are, depending on the scoring settings, right? But if you if you if you have a stud wide receivers, a lot a lot of wide receiver depth, that can that can definitely help your team out a lot more in the grand scheme of things. But yeah, I, I don't. I don't really have an explanation for why we've had such low trade activity, but in any event, that hasn't stopped any of my teams from making the playoffs. Yeah. <laughs> um, before we before we go into Thursday night games, want to just briefly talk about like how our teams have done uh, this year in fantasy. So I have thirteen lineup leagues, cash lineup leagues, and I'm in the playoffs in eleven of them. Oh, nice! I'm in the playoffs in eleven of them, and six of them have buys. So I think this year has probably been one of my best, you know, one of my best years on paper going into the fantasy playoffs. So I haven't had this many, you know, I haven't had this many teams, you know, this, you know, locked into the playoffs at this stage of the season before. So, you know, usually I'm in a lot of leagues and then maybe half of them would make it or, you know, you know, good, you know, maybe four five or six make it. But the majority of my teams over almost 80% of my teams made the playoffs. So I, I'm, not too shabby, not too shabby. Uh, you know, pretty happy about that. We'll just we'll we'll see how we'll see you know what type of results it yields at the end of the day. Yeah, How'd you do? I can I cannot say the same. Um, how many leagues I had between dynasty and um, redraft? I think I had eighteen leagues, and I am in the playoffs in seven of them, and only one I have a buy in, which is the redraft league that we're in. I would have made like three more, but I lost on I lost on week fourteen. A couple of them had I think two of them had Justin Herbert as one of the quarterbacks, um, and then another one just I ran into a team that had like Zeke go off. Had uh, I'm trying to think the other running backs he had just going crazy, and I just didn't have nothing for it, so got booted out the playoffs and he was talking a lot of cash to oh, you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, a lot of, yeah. Yeah. I lost that matchup that they knocked me out the playoffs. Yeah. So I'm, I'm interested in that league. This how it finishes. Cause he's talking a lot. Of, that was the, uh, the, the, uh, cookout league, I believe. Yeah. The cookout league. Oh, you, you, you did, you missed the playoffs in that league. Yeah. Because he beat me. He beat me by like a hundred points. And it, oh, and that's there, why he was talking. And there was, yeah, and there was another team that needed me to lose to make it because I didn't even make the median. I missed the median by like five points. Otherwise, I would have made it. So that's why he was talking all. Yeah, because he was quiet long. the three weeks prior because he went winning. Oh, okay. yeah. I was yeah. wondering. I was like, what? huh? Yeah, like, he was talking a lot of cash. I was like, all right, man, I'm gonna let you make it. Oh wow, yeah. I didn't know. I didn't. Damn, I didn't know that. Yeah, he knocked. He knocked me out, man. I didn't. So. I didn't know. I didn't know that was. A, it was a direct result of. Of him knocking you out, which is Bruh, you know, his, because his, his we residual have talk, back. his residual yeah. talk, you know, went to me. I was like, "Why are you talking <laughs> to me for?" I've been number one. I've been number one in that league, bro. You've been number one since week one. <laughs> yeah, dude, you've been you've been smashing that league. But yeah. uh, let's not digress. We'll we'll probably run back into that once we get to the end of the season. See how that one finishes out. Right, or um, real quick, real quick, best ball, best ball. How are you doing in best yes. ball? Yes. All right. So be, the underdog uh, drafts that we did. I did a total of 99 and I'm, I advanced in 23% of those. So 
it's okay. I know I, I wanted to be above 30, but it's fine. Uh, the major ones, uh, the best ball mania, I only have five out of 25. The super flex that we did, I have four out of 25. The big board, I only did three of those, but I mean, I made it past, uh, I advanced in two of the three. And then all the puppies, I am, I did, out of the four puppies, I, I did like a total of 46, I think, and I made it in 14. So, you know, we'll see what happens. How about you? I don't, I can't calculate my, I don't know how to calculate my. Advantage. I had to do it by hand. That's why. <laughs> oh yeah. I ain't got time for all that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I know you're, you're a few more leagues than I was in. Yeah. I did a hundred and. 187. Yeah, I did 187. Did so I advanced in a big board. I advanced in a actually two big boards. One big board regular, one big board super flex. Two best ball mania teams. A pup, a pup, a poodle three team. Uh, a puppy two team. Uh, six puppy three teams. Three or two fast puppy teams. Three puppies. One Chihuahua, actually two Chihuahuas, one Pomeranian, uh, and then three Chihuahua Superflexes. So I don't know okay. how many, I don't know how many that is, but um, I do have one best ball, two best ball mania. I think yeah, I, I did say two best ball mania. One of them is in the top ten thousand, so you get one of those regular season prizes. Yeah. yeah. So I'm happy about that. Nah, dang. This team, yeah. And this team, I don't know, man. I, I I got good. I got real good vibes about this squad. So let's quarterbacks, Fields and Prescott. Okay. Running backs: Barkley, Montgomery, Kamara, Antonio Gibson, and Chuba Hubbard. Okay. Wide receivers: Ceedee Lamb, DJ Moore, Chris Godwin, Brandon Ayuk. Okay. Darnell Mooney, Michael Gallup, Rashid Shaheed, Tyquan Thornton, and Cedric Tillman. And then at tight end, I got Sam Laporta. And Jake Gronkowski. I'm sorry, Jake Ferguson. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you. Yeah, you got some cooking with that one for sure. Yeah, um, I, I, I'm. I'm curious to see how this team does because I. I feel real good about that one. Two I, of my best. I posted it on my, Twitter. I posted it on Twitter okay. so you guys can just you know check it out. Give me some good vibes on that one. Yeah. All right. So I have two of my best ball manias have basically no healthy quarterbacks. So those are just gone. I don't even. Yeah, it's it's bad, bro. And I I know the the drafts that we did, we did a best ball mania, and I believe a puppy in a super flex, at least on on my account, and none of them advanced. So oh, that sucks. Yeah. Yeah. Did we do a we did a best ball? So with the best ball mania team that we did, what was the final tally on that? That on my end, we got we finished fifth. We had a puncher's chance to get second place, but um, you know we we had the Washington Derek Carr, who's terrible, and Anthony Richardson who got injured early. Pollard Gibbs, Stevenson, running backs, and then we had Lamb, Deontay, Jahan Dotson, Michael Pittman, Rasheed Rice, Josh Downs, and then tight ends we had Pitts, Kincaid, and Cole Turner. So man, mm. we mm. Uh, man. I really wish yeah. Michael Pittman, man. Michael Pittman's just been cooking, bro. Like, yeah, I really, I really wanted to see that one advance and see what they would do in the playoffs. But in any event, and then I have like a series of like third place teams that came very pretty close to placing. But hey, they they don't they don't they don't they ain't got no awards for that. No, they don't get they no awards. I got, for that. I got I got a lot of those. So yeah, yeah, they ain't got no we'll awards like, for that. We'll keep it pushing and hopefully one yeah. of our uh, you no know, teams does some damage in the playoffs. So. Yeah. All right. Thursday night football. We got the Chargers at Las Vegas. They got Las Vegas favored by three. That's crazy. Would have ne never thought that. But, you know, the starting quarterbacks, that's that's pretty much the reason why. Game total at 33 and a half. So they're not expecting much points. I believe this is the lowest total for this week. I believe overall this there's a lot of there's really a low totals or there's no decent totals. There's not really much of an in-between, which is crazy. But, yeah, this one is the lowest total of the week. Well, it's actually 34 now. But regardless of the fact, we got the battle of the backups, Easton Stick versus Aiden O'Connell. Honestly, there's not really too much to speak about this game, honestly. We just saw Las Vegas lose 3-0. And, the, uh, you know, Adams has been pretty much nothing. He's wide receiver 27 the last five weeks. 
Jacoby Myers is wide receiver 43 in the last five. Jacobs is trending on not even playing. So good luck with Jameer White or Abdullah. If if you're thinking about playing either one of those, just don't even think about it. They're not going to help your your playoff run, I don't think. The Chargers side, ugh, they haven't been haven't been much better. We finally saw you know Austin Eckler look a little bit better than he has been in the last few weeks. Um, he was used a little bit more this past week for whatever reason. He's not being used in the passing game, but they got their head out their butt and used him a little bit more. But the biggest thing was you know losing. Justin Herbert to the rest of the season with that fractured finger, and now they're playing with Easton Stick. There's a chance that you know Keenan Allen might not even play because he hasn't practiced yet. We saw what Palmer get activated from the IR, so there's a chance that he comes back on the field. They're going to need him uh, if if Keenan Allen is not playing. We did see QJ, you know, play almost 100 percent of snaps. I think he had like five for 70 this past game. So caught maybe a deep, like, caught a deep pass. Yeah, so maybe there's a, a light at the end of the tunnel, maybe. But overall, I'm not really expecting too much from this Thursday night game. You got yeah, anything I mean, for this one? Yeah, the one thing I can talk about is Austin Eckler. Austin Eckler had a, you know, a, a kind of a bounce back performance, a get right spot, if you will, against you know against the Broncos and the Raiders defense. I mean, they're 24th. I mean, they're 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 definitely a good matchup for for opposing running backs. So I think Austin Eckler. I mean, they're going to have to lean on him. They're going to have to lean on him. Because Easton Sick is the starting quarterback, probably a lot. We're going to see a lot in the screen game. I am going to be taking the Austin Eckler overs in receptions. So I think that's going to be something that I can, you know, kind of, uh, you know, hang my hat on a little bit in this game. But outside of that, you know, Keenan Allen's trending in the wrong direction. Yeah, there's, there's this, this game is ugly, and uh, and you know much. Much like we talked about last week's game, the, the last Thursday night game, which was the, the 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 Patriots and Steelers, which you know ended up scoring scored. some points. Yeah. We saw we saw some yeah. points scored, but this game, not much. I I think, yeah. I mean, you, ugh, gross. Yeah, I don't know, man. Yeah, is it ain't looking good. Now I will say, uh, you know, to come to uh, Las Vegas, why this probably might be. Low scoring. Las Vegas defense has looked better since they've added Antonio Pierce as their their interim head coach. Uh, but I don't expect this game to really be entertaining. So let's move on to the next game. Next game, first game I want to talk about Baltimore Ravens at the Jacksonville Jaguars. Jack, you know, Baltimore is three and a half point favorites, 44 game total, Sunday night football. Look, man. Baltimore Ravens passing offense, they have a favorable fantasy playoff schedule, starting with Jacksonville. They got San Francisco next week, now or the following week. Now, San Francisco, they are a tough front seven. Like, as I, as I mentioned on the pod, on the on the waiver pod, they are a tough front seven. But the back end, you can take advantage of them. You can, you can get some big plays in there. But one guy I want to talk about is Odell Beckham, man. Odell Beckham has, has come on come on strong over the last several weeks. I know he just had a big game, a season high, 97 yards and a touchdown. You know, he's earning the trust of Lamar Jackson. He's earning the, earning the trust of Lamar Jackson. He he can definitely be, uh, you know, a, a trusted in your fantasy lineups, especially with their schedule. Jacksonville has not been good as of late. You know, stopping the pass, stopping the run, you name it. So I think Baltimore is going to have a lot of success in this game, especially through the air, at least. And at least, at least from my vantage point, at least based on what we've seen over the last several weeks, you know, Jacksonville has been pretty leaky. I mean, look, they allowed Joe Flacco last week to be a QB one in fantasy. Joe Flacco, who's just on the couch two weeks ago, he was on the couch watching games with us, Bruh. And, and now he's swinging it. And now, yeah, yeah, hey yo, hey yo, yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, <laughs> 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 you right, balls, man. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's, he's, yeah, he's 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 he's. He's he's doing his thing out there, man. So I, I like I like the Ravens. I like the Ravens uh, passing offense. I'm yeah, I would this one. I would co-sign that because the Jags have given up the fifth most wide receiver fantasy points in the last five uh, over forty. So I definitely agree with that. Second highest completion catch rate for wide receivers over seventy percent. So yeah, uh, giddy up Odell or or Zay Flowers for sure on that end question for this game cap or no cap i would start trevor trevor lawrence in my playoff matchup versus baltimore if you have a better option i'd sit him I, i'd sit him because 
you know, one one moment, you know, one you know, one given moment, like he could, you know, have a couple of rushing touchdowns, and then another moment he could be QB thirty one, right? Wow. Now I will say this: over the last four weeks, he's finished as the QB one, the QB six, the QB five, and the QB eleven. And this was at Cleveland, where he was coming off of a a high ankle sprain. We thought he was going to actually not play, but he turned out and he now he threw three interceptions, but he also threw three touchdowns, had 50 pass attempts, so they were in a negative game script. Mm -hmm. I think something similar could be on the horizon this week. So a lot of pass attempts because they're definitely not going to be able to run on the Ravens, although Kyron Williams had some success last week, you know, for the Rams. And, you know, Travis Etienne has been, you know, he's been hit or miss this year, but I think for the most part, I mean, he's, um, he, there, there, there could be some opportunity in the run game, but I don't know now that I'm, now, now that I'm thinking about it, I, I wouldn't mind starting him. I wouldn't mind starting him based on how he's been playing lately because I mean, his last stinker, his last like true stinker was week 10 against the 49ers. And then his, mm. and then you know before that he was pretty mediocre, QB seventeen versus Pittsburgh, QB ten versus New Orleans, QB eleven versus Indianapolis, QB sixteen versus Buffalo, QB sixteen versus Atlanta, QB nineteen versus Houston, and then go back to week two, QB thirty two versus Kansas City, and then started off QB eight versus Indianapolis. So he's a risky start. I'd say he's a risky start, but um, yeah. I wouldn't. I I would be very cautiously optimistic starting him because I I know the bottom. Could potentially fall out now again two you know very bad games and then have a lot of mid but lately he's been a qb1 for four straight weeks so that can't be ignored yeah i mean there's again there's a lot of backup quarterbacks playing this week so you you might not even have a choice anyway that's I true mean, unless unless you want to start somebody like tommy devito <laughs> or aiden o'connell and you know in these low game game totals I mean, you can test your luck. I probably wouldn't do it. I, I'll I'll go on the the T law ride and see what happens. Honestly, yeah, I, I would definitely not <laughs> definitely not start any of these quarterbacks in a in a low game total like thirty three. If you're yeah. starting Easton Stick and, and Aiden O'Connell, you you just don't you don't like winning. That's the <laughs> you don't like winning. You know, I, I like I would rather start a skill player in a super flex spot mm. over a quarterback. In that game, that's Ooh. that's just that's where I'm at with them with those two. Yeah, I'd rather I'd rather do that than anything. Yeah, they, they have. I mean, they possess more upside, right? They just possess, possess more upside, especially if you have a, if you, have a uh, you know a deep bench, a lot of depth. I mean, you 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 yeah, you're 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 probably starting one of those one of those skill guys over Aiden O'Connell and Easton Stick. I mean, mm. it's just that's just I mean, hey, that's that's just, that's just me. I'm I'm different. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I might have, yeah, I know I have a decision in one league for sure where I got to decide between him, Nick Mullins, or like no, David Njoku, um, Quentin Johnston, Johnson, and a couple other wide receivers, middling, you no, know, potentially wide receiver two, wide receiver three, wide receiver. So, and then, and then a note about Nick Mullins is like, how how aggressive can you be picking him up? Because Justin Jefferson's hurt. Now he has a chest injury. He avoided a serious injury, but what incentive does he have to go out and play? Now? Yeah, he literally yeah. he literally caught two passes and then got hurt and then left the game. I don't know. I don't know what the incentive is for him to to, to go out there and play for the rest. Of, for you know, I think he needs. To, I think he needs to be shut down. That's just my opinion because he does. He, first, he doesn't have his contract. Hasn't gotten paid yet. I, I don't know, man. How aggressive are you with Nick Mullins? I, I, I'm unless I'm really, really desperate. Uh, you know, I just I don't know. I don't know. That's a tough one. That's a tough one. That's a tough one for me. Yeah, yeah. Clearly, because you're just sitting there scratching your neck and your beard. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. But anyways, on to the next yeah. game. Dallas Cowboys at Buffalo Bills. Let's let's get this. Let's 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 talk about this one. Buffalo, they're two point favorites at home. Forty nine game total. So this is a game, you know. In contrast, it's going to have a lot of points compared to the other crappy Thursday night game we talked about. So I will say that the line has jumped to fifty and a half now. 
Oh, it's it'll be like fifty two and a half by by, yeah. by kickoff. Fifty two fifty three by kickoff. I mean, the biggest thing here, the Cowboys have had a lot of success at home, and they've been cooking at home. But the biggest question here is, will the Dallas, will the Dallas offense travel in, in Buffalo? Now, the weather looks very clear. It's like 50 degrees, no precipitation, light wind. So it, it was. it's a lot better than you know what we initially thought it was going to be when we first looked at the schedule. So the weather's going to be clear. The weather's not going to be a factor. I mean, I think I think the Cowboys offense, I mean, they're not going to be, you know, the same, you know, same home home team offense. But I think the offense can travel. I mean, with the with the momentum that the Cowboys offense has and how Dak is playing and how he wants to, you know, prove that prove the haters wrong, shut the haters up and, you know, lock down that MVP, leave no doubt behind. Look, man, I, I think this is this is one of the this is probably and to this point in the season, the biggest spot that he could prove that. Because the yeah. Bills are, you know, they're 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 playing for their season. They've, you know, they they've had Super Bowl aspirations. They've, you know, there's there's a couple things that went that didn't go their way late in games. They have a high point differential, and they're seven and six, right? Yeah. I mean, they have a high. They they were they were blowing teams out as well, and they also lost to bad teams. So we we know that Buffalo can turn it on. They can turn it on at any given moment of time. So I, I think. It's going to be a really, really good matchup, and I think the Cowboys' offense can travel. What do you think? I, I believe it can travel. It's going to be is is definitely going to be a, a trying game for sure. The last what five weeks we've seen this Buffalo defense tighten up. They are top ten in EPA per play, success rate allowed, EPA per pass, early down EPA per play, number one in in terms of fewest explosive play rate. And number two, an explosive pass rate allowed. So this defense is definitely not giving up the big play. They're not really giving much of anything. We just, I mean, we're seeing them, you know, locking down. The issue with them is that they haven't been really scoring too much unless it's literally on on the legs of Josh Allen. I will also say that since they made the change, we've seen Jane Cook get a lot more active in the pass game. So that is something that, I know that the Cowboys have kind of struggled with was with uh, with running backs uh, that are especially being used out in the backfield. So that's something to, to look out for. But I, I believe this offense can travel for sure. It's going to be a good game. I mean, clearly they think somebody, something's going to travel because 15 and a half, that's a healthy total for two supposedly good defenses. So yeah. they definitely think that these offenses are going to do some work, especially with these two offenses, which are both top eight in pass rate over expected so should be very interesting now the one thing i will say is that we have not seen you know stefan diggs look you know much of stefan diggs that we know in the last five weeks he's only wide receiver 44 i know he's had two games sprinkled in there where he's had like at least 60 yards and a touchdown but outside of that has been like real mad mad regular so i don't know what's going on with that i don't know if he's I know he might be banged up. I don't know. It just it just doesn't look right. I mean, even this past week we saw him drop with like three balls. So yeah. I don't know what's going on over there. Yeah, maybe maybe he is banged up. I know they they were you know rotating him in and out a lot more than they normally would. So I, I think yeah, I mean there's there's definitely something to look at there. But just real, real real quick, getting back to James Cook, since Joe Brady took over as offensive coordinator, RB ten, RB twelve, and RB three overall. So. They're letting they're they're letting James Cook. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Buffalo. <laughs> we've been waiting. We've been waiting on it. <laughs> we've been waiting on it. This is the best time it. too. This is the best time for it to be happening. If it's if there's a, a good time as any for 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 James Cook to cook, it's now fantasy playoffs, right on time. So that's what yeah. we like to see. One more thing I want to make mention of the Buffalo offense. We did see Dawson Knox come back, and he you know he he only played forty percent of the routes. But we did still, Dalton Kincaid still ran 86% of the routes, almost a 20% target share to Dawson Knox 8. Should we be worried about potentially the usage of Dawson Knox interrupting Dalton Kincaid's usage? Well, I mean, you just mentioned that his route participation was still 86%, so he was still running around on the majority of the dropbacks. But his production dipped, right? His production still dipped. Yeah. Dawson Knox outgained him in yards but on less catches. Three catches, thirty-six yards versus Dalton Kincaid's five for what twenty-one yards or something like that. Yeah, and 
and Dalton Kincaid has an injury. He has an AC AC uh, shoulder injury, AC joint injury. Oh, shoulder. Um, now I don't know how. I don't think it's serious because there's not too many reports on it. But that was just something that they they mentioned after the game that he has a little bit of a shoulder problem. So we'll have to see how practice goes and hopefully he's not limited. Maybe he'll maybe he will be limited, but hopefully that doesn't you know hinder him from playing in, in the game this Sunday. So that was just one thing that I that I picked up on. Okay. But yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't think I'm worried. I don't think I'm worried. I think it was just an anomaly, and he still ran a lot of route, a lot more routes than Dawson Knox. Now, one thing that we do need to be mindful of is were they just easing Dawson Knox back in? That which is why he played. He didn't play that much, and maybe in this game against Dallas, that comes you know fifty fifty that or that not fifty fifty, but like it's, he starts closing the gap a little bit. That's one thing to kind of think of, and because Buffalo's, it seems like every single week they're playing musical chairs. With who wants to step up as a as a number two pass catcher? Mm. Gabe Davis airballed again. Khalil Shakir was underwhelming. Stephon Diggs was dropping passes. It was just James Cook, and then yeah. who else? And who else was really you know kind of helping him out? I mean, it was I don't know who else. So that that's just, I mean they were they were getting Deontay Hardy on the field, bro, right? and uh, Sherfield. And, and Sherfield, yeah, they again. get. Yeah, yeah, Sherfield was getting on the field, so it just it, it's it's musical chairs. Who wants to step up? So that's just another thing to monitor. All right, next game I want to talk about Washington at L.A. Rams minus seven, game total of forty nine points. Stafford has you know has the best fantasy adjusted fantasy points allowed matchup this week. You know Washington's defense has you know been been uh, you know you know take what you want. Don't leave, don't leave a tip. Just mm-hmm. whatever you want, you can get it. So even after Jake, <laughs> Jack Dorio gets fired, it's like just about gotten worse. So I believe Stafford should be able to, you know, continue his, you know, his two two week run of, you know, balling out as as they're trying to get get make a playoff push for sure. Uh, Washington also has a thirty second uh, defense DVOA. They have allowed the third most wide receiver touchdowns in the last five weeks, which is seven. Start. Puka start cup. Uh, you could probably start possibly uh what what was his name? Davis Allen. Demarcus Robinson. Yeah, Demarcus Robinson. Um if if Washington can keep it, you know, keep this game closed, then you should see a lot of points in this one for sure. Um, you got anything to add for this game? Yeah, I mean, the the one thing I'll say on the on the on the Washington side, um, because obviously the you know the Ram the Ram side is pretty you know pretty pretty straightforward. We're, we we've been fading the Commanders defense all season long, and this doesn't change. But on the Washington side, we did we did uh, you know yesterday get news that Brian Robinson does plan on practicing this week, okay. so he's probably going to be you know close to one hundred percent. He looks like that hamstring strain. At least the speculation is that the hamstring strain was very very mild, and he should be good to go for week fifteen. Uh, but I, I still like Antonio Gibson in this matchup because it's it's a negative game. It's it'll be a negative game script, and he's going to be on the field a lot more and passing downs. And he's going to potentially look to build on his last, you know, his last, his last couple performances because he's been pretty productive as of late. He's been pretty a pretty productive back as of late. So especially in the passing game. So that's just you know one you know another thing to to, to kind of keep an eye on. I know Sam Howe is still leading pass attempts. Um, I think he's top five in yards. He's actually scored more fantasy points than Patrick Mahomes in the season, which is absolutely crazy to, to say this late in the season. <laughs> um, so, you know, a, a lot of things aren't going to really surprise us. The Rams are going to do what they want against this bad defense. Trailing game script. Antonio Gibson may get some, you know, some decent check downs and Sam Howell's going to pass the ball a lot. And... You know, the Rams DST, especially in DFS, could be an option because Sam Howell does take a lot of sacks and he's still on pace to break the NFL record for sacks taken. So there's that. Yeah. And, uh, you know, prayers up to any of those wide receivers on the commander side that you have to start because I don't know who's going to be the guy because it's always switching up. I mean, if you well, ask me, I'll say Curtis Samuel, <laughs> but I could be wrong because that's, it's, it's that's weird. probably the guy, right? That's probably the guy. <laughs> he's the, he's been the most consistent guy as of late. You can't that's rely weird. on Terry McLaurin. Terry McLaurin's only good when he plays the Eagles. Yeah, but you know who that's isn't weird. good when you play the Eagles? 
right? <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, that's that's the only other guy that that I would really put stock into, you know. But maybe you know, Terry McLaurin might 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 arrive just in time for the fancy playoffs for your squads. And you know, if you if you were patient with them all the season long, and you know he ends up doing his thing, then kudos to you. But keeping it in the NFC East, we're gonna go to Seattle. I'm sorry, we're gonna go to Philly because they are three and a half point favorites at Seattle, 48 point total. Monday night football. Monday night football game. We've we talked about the Eagles earlier in the show. They've been pretty vulnerable. They've been they've they've gotten beat up. The Cowboys and 49ers took turns on the Eagles over the last two weeks, <laughs> getting whatever they wanted. So Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts is he he hasn't been the same the last couple of weeks. No, 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 no tush pushes against the Cowboys. He had he had a pretty decent fantasy outing against the 49ers, but he's got a good matchup against the Seattle Seahawks. Seattle, they're 26 in defensive DVOA. They're bottom third in EPA per play, EPA per pass, EPA per rush, early down EPA per play, success rate, explosive rush rate, whatever you whatever it was. <laughs> they are bottom three. They are bottom three. So it should be a bounce back spot for the Eagles. But one thing I want to see, I want to see the run game kind of get going again. Because DeAndre Swift and you know that and and Jalen and Jalen Hurts, they they haven't been, you know, they haven't been viable on the ground uh, as much as they should as much as they could be. Um, DeAndre Swift seems like they're just they're they're I don't know, I don't know what it is with his usage, but they're not using him like he's supposed to be used because he's a he's yeah. a dynamic pass catcher. He's Every time they, they they run up the middle, he he gets like a, a five yard gain and then gets hit and then he falls falls down gets tackled by the yeah. first guy and he's shifty he's a shifty dude so I don't know why they're you know just running him up the middle and he's got a he's got an open running lane but he just doesn't he doesn't break ta- he's not breaking tackles and so I, I think this this defense that they're going up against is going to be a um, you know a get right spot for the Eagles off, uh, offense. Yeah, I I believe so. Also, should be interesting. I don't know if if Drew Locke is going to be playing in this game um, against them or if Geno's going to be back. I know they said that Geno tried to play uh, this past weekend, but he couldn't even move, which mm. was <laughs> he couldn't he couldn't really move. So I'm like, bro, you can't you're not getting in this game. Uh, but he didn't. I mean, Drew Locke kept kept Seattle in the game versus San Francisco, so that was interesting to see. But um, they're at home, uh, so it should be comfortable. But I do believe that Philly should win this game. On the Seattle side, uh, we're still seeing Zach Charbonnet you know, being predominantly used as the first and second down running back, and now Kenneth Walker is more used in passing downs, which is an in- uh, interesting switch because I would thought it had been the other way around. But this past week we saw that switch. I don't know if that's going to be something to be continued, but I would – you know, keep and monitor that. I'm not sure if you can even really trust playing either one of them. I mean, you're probably going to have to play one of them for sure, if not both. If I mean, if you have some like one of those on your on your on your line in your lineups, then you're probably playing one of them, if not both of them. But it's tough. It's tough to to trust them right now. What what I what I theorize is that maybe since Kenneth Walker is just coming back from injury, they they want to use them strictly on passing downs and kind of keep him out of harm's way. Um, running in between the tackles and you know until it gets up to speed and I think maybe the roles will revert back to what it was before as Kenneth Walker gets a little healthy because it was a surprise that Kenneth Walker was playing this week because he didn't yeah. start practicing until like the end of the week like Thursday or Friday and then boom he's active I was like oh and you know I I, I didn't I didn't start him in any of my games last week I didn't need to, I guess I didn't need to but yeah it was I, I think he's Still kind of getting back up to speed, and I think that was probably the reason why he was a third down back, which yeah. we haven't, we've never, we haven't really seen him as that since he's been yeah. in the league. Yeah, he ran fifty eight percent of the routes from the backfield, which was more than double than what Charbonnet did. But Charbonnet ran a little bit more in terms of rush attempts. But I don't yeah. know, man. It's it's tough to trust. Like it's getting tricky man and you would want clarity on this in this type of the uh this time of the year in terms of you know fighting for you know your your playoff you know your run so yeah. hopefully we get something to clarify that but you know coach Pete, that dude you might as well call him the riddler so <laughs> i don't know what you i don't know what you're gonna get don't know what you're gonna get don't know what you're gonna get 
Is there any other game that we want to talk about? We got Denver at Detroit. I think that's going to be a good game. Yeah, Saturday night. Saturday, it's a Saturday night. I think that's going to be a banger. 47 game total? You think that so? Might a, that might be a banger, man. You think it's low-key uh, blow spot? I think it's a blow spot for everybody. I feel like there's mm. going to be offense everywhere in that game. Mm. That's what okay. I mean. I, you know, Russell Wilson and, and Corlin Sutton, that connection, they're, they're, just, they're just firing on all cylinders. Jerry Judy ain't it. Bro, how many how many catches did we see him drop last week, bro? <laughs> I I don't know, man. I I just know that Carlos Sutton keeps wowing us. Ten out of thirteen weeks, he scored a touchdown. Yeah, make it eleven to fourteen, and if they keep giving they keep giving us Carlos Sutton touchdown props at plus money. I'm gonna keep smashing. I'm gonna keep smashing. Now yeah, I, I need, now I need I, to now get I, on that train. Now I just now I just need to make sure I make another make a better pick. To, to to add alongside of them so I don't keep losing. <laughs> <laughs> or just do single, man. Or just do single, yeah, just do single. Just do single on uh, on, on Bovada or bet online at AG or whatever. One of these other sports books is supposed to underdog because you know you, you want to add something to it and then you add something and they it loses. And so but yeah, Colin Sutton, that's probably one of my props of the weekend. Anytime touchdown. Because it it's yeah. it's just automatic. They just don't cover him or he makes you know, fantastic, you know, contested catches like the one that he caught against the Chargers. One, one arm. You the touchdown. Yeah, yeah. Ridiculous, absolutely ridiculous. I will say Detroit's defense—they are to wide receivers are giving up the fourth most wide receiver fantasy points in the last five games. They're giving up the ninth most uh, fantasy points to the slot receiver. I'm not sure they really—I don't think they really target slot receiver, but. Uh, they're also giving almost two two receiving touchdowns per game in the last five also. So really good chance for Sutton. So that was a good call on that on that part. So, yeah, yeah I, we should be able to see points. Generally, Detroit scores a lot of points at home, but we've seen Jared Goff struggle as of late mm-hmm. for whatever reason. But I do expect expect them to you know try to get the offense right with Amon Ra, especially. I know he got – he saw a lot in order last week, so – yeah, he, he had his he had his worst game of the season. Um and then Sam Laporta also had his worst game of the season. So I think that they'll definitely bounce back. They're they're at home. They're five point favorites. You know, high game totals. So they're gonna they're score a lot of points. Jameer Gibbs, David Montgomery, David Montgomery will get back in the end zone. So there's gonna be a lot yeah. of, you know, reverting back to, you know, status quo in this game, especially for that offense. But I, I think there's gonna be a lot of points in this one. I'm 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 actually looking forward to this game. It's gonna be pretty yeah. good. So basically what we're saying is if you got major pieces in either one of these teams, you're feeling, you're feeling, pre- you're feeling pretty good for the yeah, first round of fantasy playoffs. Yeah, start them. All right, so I don't think there's really any other game that I want to talk about. Houston, Tennessee, divisional yeah. matchup. And nobody cares. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. matchups. <laughs> <laughs> let's let's go ahead and get into matchups really quick. There's a couple there's a couple that we you know highlighted. One favorable, one unfavorable. The first Debo and IU versus Arizona. I think this is pretty easy. PFF's number one and number two. Why is he a back matchup? Debo Samuel's just been on a tear lately. I think he's had like 100-plus receiving yards in like three straight weeks. Big, you know, long touchdown last week of 50 yards mm-hmm. against, you know, uh, against the Seahawks. But he's got the number two expected fantasy points per route run and number four in coverage grade um, per fantasy points day suite. And the Cardinals, they allow 70% completion rate. For the season, seventy percent, <laughs> and that's and they and they played they played some pretty bad quarterbacks this year. I mean, they look they played they played the you know Kenny Pickett, they played you know uh, Mitchell Trubisky in the rain. They completed it, I think at least a combined seventy percent completions uh, percentage. But so yeah, like Brock Purdy and that offense is they're they're gonna soar. They're gonna they're gonna they're gonna beat up on Arizona. They're gonna yeah. definitely beat up on Arizona. So Debo and Ayuk. Take the overs if you're betting props this weekend. <laughs> uh, the unfavorable matchup we got Joe Flacco versus the Bears. Um, the Bears are the worst matchup for quarterback via adjusted fantasy points allowed in the last five games. This Bears defense has been really good as of lately. I don't know what happened, but they're they're going now. I mean, we just saw literally. I just talked about Amarab beyond the set of law and order. He just couldn't couldn't really do much of anything. Joe Flacco looked lost. He turned the ball with through three picks. Then he lose a fumble too in that game. 
if I remember correctly, maybe. But um, he threw three picks. They had him looking bad. They had him yeah. looking bad two weeks prior on top of that. So it looks like they figured something out. But the Bears defense is top five in the last five in EPA per play, EPA per pass, early down EPA per play, explosive play rate, explosive pass, pass player rate. So it's, it's locked down central over with the Bears defense right now. So if you have to play Joe Flacco, look elsewhere. Yeah, um, unless you're in Superflex. Unless you're Superflex. Yeah, yeah, Superflex, you, I mean, you're going to start them, but good luck. Yeah, All right, so that. that is the end of the show. Make sure you tap into everything that we got going on at DestinationDebbie.com. Like we, a bunch of articles dropping every day of the week. We got the Injury Pod on Sundays with Jeff. We got a lot of rookie draft talk coming in, coming in in the, in the fold now, now that we're, you know, basically – college season over with we're in the playoffs so a lot of these a lot of players a lot of fantasy owners don't got playoffs now is the time where you know you're gearing up for fin- rookie draft season and everything that comes with that so we got a lot of stuff dropping i mean if you check the youtube we, you've already seen us drop a couple of mocks already so just to tap into that and whatever the the analytics stuff that jb is going to be dropping for us to get you ready for the rookie draft season also so make sure you tap in with that you got anything else before we get it's, up out of here? Round one. Round one of the fantasy football playoffs, man. Yep. We're, we're finally here. Hopefully you guys got in. Not stressing too much. But you know, this is, this is, uh, these are the money weeks. This is what you've been playing for. This is what yeah. you've been playing for. Your chance for fantasy glory. So good luck to, you. Good luck to all in week 15. Yeah, let's see if you can actualize that ROI. Otherwise, yes. it's I've been a lot of time wasted. <laughs> <laughs> but we love it anyway so make sure you exactly. follow us at wouldn't trade it for the world make sure you follow us at off the line ff on on twitter or x whatever you want to call it you can follow me at fancy jeans that's g-e-n-e-s and ike at just underscore ike oh nine so make sure y'all windows matches for this week one and let's talk about playoff week two next week so y'all be safe peace out peace out